What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Just got back from seeing it a few minutes ago, so I'm going to give you my fresh take on my, uh, my first thoughts, my first impressions of the movie, and everything else that I want to break down as far as the hits and the misses go, what I liked, what I didn't like, so on and so forth like that. So first things first, I want to give you guys a little bit of an explanation of how this is going to go down. Uh, the first thing I will be doing is giving you a non-spoiler review, and then I will give you a little bit of a warning before the spoilers come out. Although, honestly, on this one, I don't think I'm really going to be talking too much in depth about any kind of spoiler type things. Uh, so it actually might be predominantly just the non-spoiler section, so keep that in mind. But uh, let's get into this. Uh, what did I like? What did I dislike? Different things like that. Um, I will say overall, if you're wondering what my major impression of the movie was, is that I liked it a lot. I was actually surprised at how much I liked it. This will be one of those movies that I would recommend to a lot of different people, especially if you are a part of the Spider-Man fan community, you know, or somebody who's really been a fan of the character for a bunch of different years. You know, there's a certain... I guess you could call it level of dedication that you can have for different kinds of characters. And usually the more dedication that you have pays off to a certain extent, because if you get a little bit too invested, then you start nitpicking everything. And I'm guilty of that myself. So um, that's where something like, for instance, Spider-Ham, uh, having that character pop up in there. If you were a very, very casual fan of the Spider-Man series, it might get a laugh out of you. You might think it's ridiculous. If you're somebody like me who's been a fan of the franchise for pretty much their entire life, then, uh, you know, that's something that you are familiar with. So you laugh at the idea that Spider-Ham is actually in a movie now and different things that go along with that. Uh, I, of course, as I just mentioned a second ago, I've been a fan of Spider-Man for my entire life for the most part. Spider-Man is my number two favorite superhero of all time batman's number one i don't think that spider-man will ever overtake batman but spider-man is the closest to overtake batman out of everybody and uh partially that's because of the animated series uh i grew up with the 90s animated series for both of them for that matter both the batman bruce tim one and the uh 90s spider-man the animated series and the X-Men, too. That's why the X-Men were pretty much my number three for the most part. You know, I, I kind of fell victim to that kind of a thing. But uh, Spider-Man is Peter Parker to me and will always be Peter Parker. And when you do a story about Miles Morales, there's obviously a certain disconnect that I have. And that's partially because, admittedly, I'm a white guy and... That speaks to a different type of person. You know, I grew up with tons and tons and tons of characters that look like me. And when you bring other characters in that are supposed to look like other people in different representational aspects, then, you know, it doesn't hit that part of my brain, which is perfectly fine because it's not supposed to. It's supposed to hit the part of the brain for the other people that are out there. And that's why. Wonder Woman is not my favorite character, but Wonder Woman is the favorite character of a lot of people, especially the ones that are women. You know, it's just how things work. So I will fully admit that uh, going into this, Miles Morales has never been one of my favorite characters. I always looked at Miles as just uh, like a gimmick, so to speak. 
And for that matter, Spider-Gwen too, that kind of a thing. Like I look at that as, wow, that's a really cool costume. And it's a fun Elseworlds type story. Elseworlds is DC, I understand. Uh, but that what if kind of thing is fun, but I never want to see Gwen be the main spider hero of the 616 universe. And I translate that with a lot of different things. You know, I don't want Guy Gardner to be the main Green Lantern. I'd rather it be Hal Jordan. It all sort of depends on where you're coming from. I think that the ultimate Nick Fury is so much better than, you know, the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury because I like the character better. And I am not really a big fan of uh, Tim Drake as Robin. I like Dick Grayson, and then I like how Jason Todd is something different, and I like Damien being something different, and I kind of feel like Tim Drake is really just sort of a guy, like he just doesn't really do anything for me. So, you know, I keep that in mind when I when I'm saying what I'm saying, because with Miles, he is somebody that I would never want to see. For instance, like Tom Holland's Spider Man, I don't want in two movies for them to go, well, we did three Spider-Man movies, so let's kill off Tom Holland's Spider-Man and have Miles take his place. I don't like that idea because Miles, to me, doesn't have the same type of villains. He doesn't have the same type of supporting characters, and it's a different type of thing. I like Miles as what they've been kind of doing a little bit with him as like a supporting character for Peter and somebody that can grow into his own hero. And that's what I kind of liked about this too, was this being a multidimensional thing, you've got Peter Parker in there and he was the Spider-Man and you do the whole thing with him. Uh, I guess this is kind of the spoiler side, but uh, him dying. And then, you know, you bring in the other Spider-Man characters, Spider-Gwen and Spider-Ham and so on and so forth like that. And you can tell the story of having this, weight behind you of living up to a different type of character and being your own different thing. So I liked that. I liked the message that they had sent about anybody can wear the mask. It's, you know, you can be your own hero in a certain different way to different people and all that, because this I'm sure is going to be a movie that is wildly loved by so many different people because it speaks to them and I am an adult now. Spider-Man doesn't hit the teenager in me, of course, the same as it'll hit the teenager of nowadays. There's that disconnect, too. And I really like the idea that there's a movie that's out here now that is going to give people that kind of a positive message. So big thumbs up when it came to that. Uh, Story-wise, big, big fan of how they make this the multi-dimensional type of thing and that you can do a lot of different stuff with this. Like you can have these different characters and you can make jokes and you can do references to different things. So the comedy major thumbs up. That was a big hit. Uh, the references big hit when that happened, giving some different varieties of different things. Like when Scorpion pops up, it's just kind of like, Oh cool. That's like the Scorpion of this universe. Like that, you know, different things like that. I really, really liked. I will say though, I hated the animation style. I I liked when they would do things like have the onomatopoeia, and I liked how it looked a little bit like there were the dots all over the place and stuff like that. Like it looked like a comic book like that. But I do not like anime, for instance. 
So this had more of like an anime type of feel and you might love that and that might be your favorite thing about this movie and that's perfectly okay. It's not like I'm trying to criticize your opinion. I personally do not like this animation style. I ended up getting a headache while watching this and uh, I don't get headaches for 3D movies, but I felt like this was supposed to be a 3D movie that was just like off, you know, like the... Everything was like bleeding out a little bit, and I, I don't know. Maybe that was actually the projection that I had had going on in my theater, but I don't think so. I think that that was the artwork, and everybody being all angular and like jagged, everything. It just personally, I didn't like that. So that was my absolute least favorite part of this movie by far. Like if you took the same movie and you made it live action, I would love it so much more. If you took the same movie and you made it a different animation style that I like better, you know, vibes with my own personal tastes, then I would like that better too. Uh, so I didn't like that. I didn't really like the product placement. I was just like, all right, how many times are you going to show the fucking Sony headphones? Different things like that. Uh, I I don't want to tell you all the jokes and stuff that I liked because what's the point, you know? If you've already seen the movie, you laughed at the same jokes if you didn't see the movie, then that's on the spoiler side of things. So then I'm ruining the jokes and everything. So, uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't think I'm going to be doing much when it comes to the spoiler, for, uh, spoiler section of this, but, uh, without saying too much more on the non-spoiler section, I like the movie a lot and, uh, you can stop it now if you don't want to know the spoilers and stuff like that, because I will get into a couple little spoiler type things here, uh, starting now. So I will just say the, end credits with apparently it was Oscar Isaac voicing uh Spider-Man 2099 Miguel O'Hara that was fun that was great to see the reference to the whole pointing Spider-Man thing I laughed really hard at that uh, I'm smiling right now talking about it too because it was just that was absolutely ridiculous I love that they threw that in there and I like that that's kind of a tease for you know potentially doing that for a sequel to this because I'd like to see a sequel for this for sure and, you know, maybe they do another whole, like, different throughout time and, you know, different kind of things like that, like uh, Web of Time or, you know, whatever. Oh, man, I really liked that Stanley tribute. That was really nice. Um, Spider-Man is one of his best characters. It's It always kind of felt like Spider-Man was his favorite character in a lot of ways. I mean, I know that he used to talk a lot about the Hulk and... He would talk here and there about like Hank Pym or something like that, but you could tell that there was something special to Spider-Man. I think that Spider-Man kind of was his go-to, like, uh, I mean, I'm, of course I'm speaking just from my own interpretation, but kind of his baby, sort of, and the one that connects with the most amount of people in the ways that he liked to have his characters connect. You know, he liked to tell stories that were teaching people lessons and representing something a little bit different from the DC side of things and stuff. And even though a character like Hulk, it does teach you a little bit here and there about some different things like repressing your anger and about, you know, the monster within you and all that other kind of stuff. It's just, it's not the same, you know, there's something about Peter and that's why Peter Parker is the one that's talked to by God in the comics. The one above all where it seems like he's got a little bit of a, uh, like a soft spot for Peter and it's hard not to love the Peter Parker character. And that's because of what Stan Lee injected into that character. He did something revolutionary with that character. It's, you know, he wasn't the sidekick. He wasn't 
just the plucky person that's hanging around the other character, you know, like Bucky at first was just Captain America's teenage sidekick. You know, he's there to try to get teenagers to um, read the comics because, hey, you know, I can identify with that. He's got a kid next to them. And if I grow up, I could be as big and strong as Captain America. Of course, Bucky got a lot more interesting once he became a villain and all the other kind of things like that. Um, but Robin, in a lot of different ways, Robin sucked. <laughs> you know, I love the Dick Grayson character. Robin is one of my absolute favorite characters. One of my top five, I would say, comic book uh, superheroes. But, you know, Dick Grayson, Robin in a lot of ways, was just a cheap, stupid little gimmick. And Wally West, uh, he's just sort of young Flash. I mean, he's called Kid Flash, for Christ's sake. So Spider-Man was different. You know, Spider-Man comes out, he's the teenager, but he is the superhero. He's not the one that's learning from somebody else and all that. And he, of course, everybody's talked about this ad nauseum. So, you know, uh, I'm kind of going on a random diatribe here, especially because this isn't even about the movie necessarily. But Spider-Man is this guy from this different world because he's more relatable and he's dealing with real world issues, so to speak. He is not rich and he's got dating problems and he's a dork and, you know, different things like that. And it's great that they did that little Stanley tribute with the quote and Stanley popping up in the movie too. That was nice. That was funny. Uh, man, when he when we get to the point where Stanley cameos end, that's gonna really suck, isn't it? Kind of almost want that to be Avengers and uh, Endgame, just to kind of put a little cap at the end of that. But I don't know if they had done anything ahead of time about that. Um, this was nice though; I like this a lot. I really liked uh, Spider-Man Noir doing the whole thing with "I'm gonna keep this cube." I don't understand it and all this. That was funny. Uh, I really liked how there was a lot of heart to this at different points. Like I really wish that there would have been a scene where maybe we could have gotten that heartfelt thing between Mary Jane and Peter and actually maybe something between Peter and Gwen that would have been kind of good. So that's a little bit of a myth to me. I think that that would have been really fun. Uh, Not really fun. It would have been heartbreaking (laughs) to a certain extent, but I don't know. I like to see closure on different things. Like I've lived with these characters for so goddamn long that I like when there's a little bit of finality and some closure to some different things. And part of me kind of wants to see a Peter Parker explain to another Gwen that he's sorry that he couldn't save her and Gwen say to Peter, she's sorry she couldn't save him. And like, yeah, some different things like that. But this wasn't, you know, this was a movie about Miles. This wasn't a movie about these other characters. If that would have been the case, you would have had Harry Osborn pop up and all the different things like that. Which, by the way, Green Goblin, fucking huge. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Um, but Yorma Tacone, uh was doing the one. I think I said his name correctly. I don't know. From Lonely Island. He was the one voicing that. That's, you know, that's weird. The voice acting in this. I wouldn't have thought it was certain people. Liev Schreiber was Kingpin. Like, what? I really liked Jake Johnson for Peter. He's actually going to be up there now and one of my favorite animated voiceover actors for the uh, for the Peter Parker character. I still kind of think that there's something special about Neil Patrick Harris with that role. I don't know. It, uh, maybe that's just some kind of tweak in my brain or something like that. But I would ra- wager Jake Johnson being up there pretty high up, you know? Uh, 
I yeah, I mean overall, like the acting side of things in an animated film, you get the voice acting down, you got it down because the animators are going to take care of the other half, and both elements worked really well. So music, I mean, hits and misses, but I I say fine, you know, more of a hit than uh than anything else. Character wise, hits for every character, except I really kind of didn't care about the whole anime uh, mech kind of thing. That was just whatever. Um, special effects, uh, you can, I guess, lump that sort of into the whole animation style. I didn't like that, so that's a miss for me. But like the action sequences and stuff, if that would have been in a different act- uh, art style, then I would have liked that a lot. Uh, you know, that would have been really, really good. Overall, the movie, just a good movie. And I honestly, I haven't seen the other movies that have been nominated for the Golden Globe, at the very least. Uh, I saw Incredibles 2, but I still haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet. I am not going to watch Isle of Dogs. I just don't think that that looks interesting. And then Mariah, I think, was the other thing or something, but I have no interest in that. So as far as uh, this versus Incredibles 2 and then versus the ones I haven't seen yet, I will watch Ralph Breaks the Internet somewhere down the line, and I kind of assume that it's not going to be as good as this one. And between this and Incredibles 2, I hope that this wins, actually. And it makes me a little bit nervous because Venom made a lot of movie. Uh, made a, Venom made a lot of movie, yeah. Venom made a lot of money, and this is going to make a lot of money, and this is going to be the type of thing that it gets, you know, the recognition. And I really don't want Sony to have control of the Spider-Man franchise. If they continue with the animated movies, then I'm okay with it. But if they start trying to do their own spinoff things again, and they start trying to bring that Black Cat movie into the mix, or doing a Night Watch thing, or you know some different things like that, I just I don't want to see them. So, in a way, I really want the people that made this movie to feel great success for what they did because they pulled it off really well, minus the art style. But then it gets personal preference. But I don't want Sony to get a big head about this. So, I don't know. Um, one way or another, though, I recommend the hell out of this movie. I think that this is actually very good. I think that it is important for people to experience some different versions of some different characters. One, because maybe they'll like the character better. And two, maybe it'll just let them appreciate the original character, too. Because when I look at Miles Morales now, I'm going to like the Miles Morales character better. However, I'll always still like Peter Parker the best. And when you've got multi-dimensional types of things, you can play around with that. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm totally cool with seeing another movie with Miles Morales out of this whole, you know, animated uh spin-off film franchise thing with the multi-dimensional aspect of Earth, whatever they call that in this movie. As long as you keep my Tom Holland and the MCU kind of a thing, you know? So thumbs up. This is a hit. I want to know what you guys have to say about this, so drop your comments below. Tell me what you thought of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button as well, and ring that little bell of notifications to be aware of the next thing that are going to be coming up, which I'm almost 100% positive is going to be an Aquaman review, because that comes out next week. So stay tuned for that. Follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts. Hit up the Patreon if you want to show your support for Fanboys Anonymous, and if you want me to be able to do more of some different things down the line because honestly the more support on patreon the more i can do this kind of stuff and uh 
Just keep checking fanboysanonymous.com for all the other things that are happening because we've got the six flicks picks. We've got the uh, Weekend Geek type of content. It's the end of the year, so I'm working on my Fanboys Film Awards as well. And, you know, some different things here and there. Whatever I can cook up, I'll cook up when I can. Especially if it's steak or pasta or something. I don't know. Now I'm hungry. So uh, (laughs) I will talk to you later, everybody. See you next time. I'm going to geek out now. Adios. Thank you.